You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. I love God's house is the title of this devotion. And while that is so true of what I love of God's people coming together and that that is called God's house in Timothy, the church is called the house of God. He says that you may in 1 Timothy 3 verse 15, that you may know how to behave yourself in the house of God, the pillar and the ground of truth, which he calls the church there. And it's so important that we realize how important it is, especially in these days we're living in, to not neglect the gathering of the saints, but that we come together as a congregation to worship together and to hear the word. And to, and to show our love for one another and, and so forth, to connect with one another. But today I want to just talk about loving God's house as in individually, being a member of his household, individually enjoying being a member of God's house, as it says in Ephesians 2.18, we are no longer strangers, but we are fellow citizens and members of the household of God. And we belong in God's house. We are children and heirs of the great salvation that is reserved for us in heaven that never fades or never diminishes or never, uh, never can be destroyed, but is awaiting us in the body of Jesus and will shortly be revealed at His appearing. Oh, when I think about being part of God's house and, and dwelling in Him and having Him dwell in me, I just, wow. And David here in Psalm 84, he says, How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. What is the tabernacle? It's the dwelling place of God. David says, Lord, I could be anywhere, but I'd rather be where you are in your house. Oh, glory to God when you begin to love God's house. How lovely is your tabernacle, Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be singing or praising you. Come on, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. We know what we are to be doing in God's house. We're to be praising the Lord together as a congregation because of all of His goodness and mercy and grace. And we're to hear His word and let it fill us with the life of the Spirit from above. And he says then in verse 10, for a day in your court is better than a thousand. I'm gonna go back to verse four. Blessed are those who dwell in your house they will still be praising you. A day in your court is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. I feel the anointing of the Lord Jesus here. 
than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. You see, when your heart, when your love, when your affections are set upon the house of God, it's amazing how he begins to bless your house. When you love and bless his house, he loves and blesses your house. That is the simple rule that we see throughout Scripture. <coughs> we see those who truly, like David, set their affections on the house of God and gave over and above for the house of God, how God sustained their house and blessed their house. I mean, let me show you. Let me show you. This is First Chronicles chapter 29. This is just before David goes to be with the Lord. And it says um, in First Chronicles 29, it says, um, oh, it, it's so, so powerful, this whole chapter. So I'm just going to pick out a few verses, okay? Verse 3, Moreover, because I have set my affection on the house of my God, I've given to the house of my God over and above, right? Wherever your affections are is usually where your finances go, where your devotion goes, your dedication goes, your commitment goes. It's where your affections are. And David had set his affections on the house of God and gave over and above, not just of his finances, but of his soul and of his zeal and of his vision and of his passion and of his whole heart. And then he says here in Samuel, which Chronicles Samuel talk about similar things. He says in chapter 23, no, chapter 7, he says, For your word's sake and according to your own heart, you have done all of these things. Uh, here, <coughs> excuse me, verse 18 of Second Samuel 7. And King David went in and sat before the Lord. And he said, Lord, who am I, Lord, O Lord God? And what is my house that you have brought me this far? And yet this is a small thing in your sight, O Lord God. And you have also spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come. Is this the manner of man, O Lord God? Is this how you deal with, with me? <coughs> that you bless my house. And you see, the Lord gives an example. Joshua said the same thing. Me and my house will serve the Lord. The law of the Lord says the same thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. You know that scripture, right? But did you know when the Lord says that and he calls it the greatest commandment, he says, and these words to love the Lord your God that I've commanded you shall be in your heart and you shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house. You should talk about your love for God and his house. And when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. In other words, it's got to be obvious for all to see what you put your hand to is the house of God to bless it. And God puts his hand on your house to bless it. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and a front lip between your eyes. It's got to keep your focus. And you shall ride them on the doorposts and upon your gates. 
In other words, anybody coming near your house begins to see that your house is blessed of God and that God's favor is on your house because your favor is on His house. Oh, I love God's house, folks. I, I really find it the answer. I find it the answer. And just think about this. Think about this. That your house, and not just your physical house where you live, your apartment, your, your flat, or whatever it may be, but your body, your house, this is also your house, becomes the dwelling place of God in the Spirit that He dwells in you and with you, that His presence pervades your house. Job, in one of the chapters, I, I can't remember which one right now, but he says, when the sweet fellowship of God was on my house, God's sweet presence was on His house, and then the devil came to disturb it, but Job held on to the Lord, and the Lord brought him through that great trial and promoted him and exalted him before his face and restored his favor to his house when the devil tried to destroy it. And the reason the devil could not destroy it is because God's favor was with Job. And Job lived in his home, and eventually you could see that through Job's relationship with God, his favor was restored to his house, and he had more than ever before. You got to know that the Lord said in Deuteronomy 4, verse 4, 4, verse 4, you are here and alive today because you've held on to me. Hold on to God. Whatever you're going through, hold on to God. When you go into your home, Call it blessed. Don't curse your own house by being negative about it, complaining about it, unhappy about it. Bless your own house. That's what they had to put on the front post of the door, that commandment, love the Lord your God. So that the Jewish people would touch that as they went into their house, as to say, Lord, your love is in my house. I enter in to my home, into your presence, because your presence is in my home. Let your house be God's house, and let His house be your house. Again, let your house be God's house, and let His house be your house. Come on, don't just attend church. Let your heart be there. Let your love be there. Let your favor be there. Let your blessings be there. Honor the Lord there with your tithes and offerings, the tithes that you honor God with, the first 10% of all that you have. It goes to the house of God where you have your home church. Nowhere else. You can't decide where to just take it. No, you got to take it to your own local home church. One man, he contacted me a very long time ago, and he called me and he said, Pastor Robert, I'd like to give you and Virginia my tithe. And it's quite, quite a large amount. I said, don't you have a home church? He said, yeah, but I'm having some difficulty with the pastor. I said, well, I thank you for wanting to bless me, but no, I can't receive it. It's not mine. It doesn't belong to me. And you are not able to give it to me because it belongs to God. So you got to bring it to your own home church and don't commit it to God. What's frustrating about the pastor and trust him to work it all for good but go and honor the Lord and bring the tithe where it belongs in His house because it's not yours, it's His. And that's how God commands His tithes to be in His house. 
And I want to encourage you today, honor the Lord with your giving. Sure, you can always give offerings wherever you feel the Holy Spirit's leading you to bless and to give. You can give alms. And I also want to encourage you, be a good Christian example and give generous tips to people and bless people and do good at every opportunity. Let people know that you're Christian by your generosity, by your love, by your kindness, by your gentleness, by your unconquerable goodwill and benevolence. I believe so much that we need to show we are God's house because His presence, His love, His peace is in us. And people need to know you love God's house because that's where you go. When my children, when my two sons were still younger, Joshua, who's now uh, 38, and Zachary, who's now 33, and we also have Mariah, who's 24. But Mariah wasn't born yet when Joshua said to me, or Zachary, one of the two, Dad, do we always have to go to church when they were young teenagers? And I looked at them, I said, boys, this house goes to church. Someday you have your house and then you have to stand before the Lord what you do with that house. But today you have the privilege to stand alongside me and mom and we go to church. And you know, they never argued with it. They always honored the Lord because they honored us. And, and, and that is how God blesses your home. He causes your children to begin to yield to His Spirit and Word in your heart according to Isaiah 59, 21. And according to Isaiah 50, 54, verse 13, He will cause them to learn from you about His ways. And His way, God's way, is that we love His house. Amen. Have a good day.